Welcome to the podcast. I'm Lilia Gustin, empowerment coach, light worker, womb wisdom guide, and artist. And this podcast is all things empowered lifestyle and self discovery. You'll hear from both me and amazing guests who are shining their light into the world through their unique magic, stories, wisdom, and methods to guide you deeper into your unique and fullest expression. We are empowering true autonomy and inspiring along the way. If you love what you hear, please reach out to me or leave a review. I'm so excited for you to come join us in this corner of the universe. This is the Empowering the Light podcast. Welcome back to the podcast. Whether this is your first time listening or you've been here for a while, I am so excited that you're here listening to this episode. So this episode is going to actually be kind of different from the past episodes and probably most likely future episodes as well, because Haley Warner and I have been hopping on these IGTV lives over the past three weeks as of recording, as of posting this podcast here three weeks, talking about seasonal and cyclical living and how they integrate together and all these different aspects of them. And I realized these conversations hold so much amazing content and wisdom and information and I really wanted it to be accessible for you so dun 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 here it is we're going to be putting it on the podcast here so it's easy to find so that you can really soak up all this information around cyclical and seasonal living which are both beautifully integrated into each other and I won't go into more detail now because what you're about to listen to is going to dive into all of that so I invite you to just get cozy if you're driving if you're home if you're at work to just sink in and take with you what resonates from these conversations let go what doesn't but let yourself really play with them because we had so much fun playing and recording them on on ig and on instagram as we are doing it so i'm going to send you over to listen now to the first of these conversations where we're diving into cyclical living and seasonal living and what are they and how do how do they integrate together so i can't wait for you to listen let me know what you think in the comments or send me a dm or share on instagram let me know what you think of the episode and i can't wait to to share it with you okay let's go and listen we're here to talk about what is cyclical living, what is seasonal living, because I'm a seasonal wellness guide. Lily is a cyclical living guide. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And yeah, so we have a lot of crossovers between our inner seasons and the outer seasons. And so since we use this language a lot, we just kind of wanted to break down, like, what do we mean by that? Why is it important? Um, you know, if you have any questions about what that could be or how to make it easier. I feel like some folks get overwhelmed about seasonal or cyclical living because it's a lot to keep track of. Um, Ask us throughout the live. Um, But yeah, why don't we just jump into it? So Lilia, you talk about this a lot. So I'd love to just hear like, what is your definition of cyclical living? Ooh, I love this. Okay, my definition of cyclical living is living in alignment with the cycles that influence your life. So whether that's your menstrual cycle, whether that's the moon's phases, which is influencing all of our lives, whether that's the earth seasons, literally any kind of cycle that you might be experiencing, living in alignment with it instead of fighting against it. And it just makes life so much easier. It helps you sink deeper into self-love. It helps you work with your body. It helps you work more sustainably so you can actually enjoy life instead of burn out from life. Um, And it's really being able to tap into your unique cycles and what that combination of cycles really is. Because most of us, 
while we all experience our own cycle, we're experiencing kind of like a combination of a few put together that creates our own little smorgasbord of uh, of cyclical living that creates this this beautiful combination of effects that influence our energy, our mood, our emotions, our cravings, um, our libido. It influences all these different things in our life that when we can understand it, ooh, it's just like mind-blowing. Life <laughs> just like completely alters itself to work with us instead of against us. So finding that unique cycle is what I would define as cyclical living especially when you're looking at your own cycles like if, are you on hormonal birth control are you not are you living in uh with male anatomy and are you on a 24-hour cycle are you on a 28-day hormonal cycle like, what is your cycle and how can you honor it and live in alignment with it so that would be my definition of cyclical living yeah that's perfect that is so good i think the piece that really sticks with me that connects especially with the like seasonal living working with the like outer seasons of wherever you live is that you're working with it rather than against it so i teach um kind of not a seasonal living but like working working with the seasons in a corporate environment a class and i always start by saying like who here has like 10 meals that you just have on rotation all year round, you know, who here does the same type of exercise, you know, all year round, who here has like these staples that they just do consistently. And then we go through that. And then I ask them, okay, who gets seasonal allergies in the spring? Who gets seasonal depression in the fall? Who feels really stuck in the winter? Who gets burnt out in the summer? All the same hands go up. And I'm like, what if I told you you didn't have to experience that. Like, what if you could feel amazing in every season and let it be different for every season? Because our amazing can be different, you know, each time. And I think you show that so beautifully on your page where, like, you're amazing during your inner winter is, like, napping and resting and being cozy. And you're amazing in your inner fall is, like, with the silencing headphones and, like, in meditation. And, like, it can just look different you know and I think a lot of us experience amazing as like I'm happy I'm energized and I can do everything and I'm like hmm, but what if we had a range <laughs> oh I love that so much there's I noticed myself as a recovering perfectionist I noticed myself using the word perfect a lot when I talk about things but when I use that word now it no longer means that like life is perfect as in everything is smooth everything is easy like I'm not moving through anything emotionally. Now I use the word perfect to represent wherever I am is perfect. Like I don't need to put that pressure on myself in order to always be what I would call my inner summer self, my happy on top of the world, can do 500 things a day, doesn't need any kind of sleep, and somehow feels amazingly emotionally stable the whole time. To be perfect now is like when I'm moving through something really intense emotionally in my inner fall, when I'm going through a limiting belief that I've held on for 20 years, that all of a sudden I, I notice it now and I'm feeling it and moving through it. That is perfect. That right there is gorgeous. But it's, it's moving through a lot, right? It's moving through a lot of heavy things, but in a really beautiful, profound way that that like you said, it, it, it's a spectrum. You're perfect. It isn't just when everything is lucky, like when everything is going easy. You're perfect is when you're actually experiencing life, like when you're actually in the trenches and having that experience and moving through it in a really beautiful and healthy way. And I think that's one of the things that seasonal living, cyclical living, 
really teaches you how to do is how can you actually move through all these versions of yourself in a way that feels empowering and fulfilling and actually allows you to have a full life experience and live fully present just in a, alignment with your body and seasons. It's just like, oh, it's so <laughs> powerful and such a, a different way than our society often teaches us how to live. Yeah, totally. So if this sounds amazing to you, like, okay, how do I do that, though? Like, I have my stable recipes. I have experienced myself this way in my inner cycles. Like, how do I work with that? And for me, a huge part of that is proactive care and preventative care. So we hear these terms, and now, like, what do these things mean? <laughs> to me, they mean, like, cyclical and seasonal living. But... um the ways that I see them showing up really beautifully it, when you work with the outer seasons is that your protocols that help you feel good for each season happens the season before. So a really cool thing that I've been like, as I learned more about this, like before I was giving folks like things to do in the moment, like in that season when you feel out of balance, but then like you can go like two steps further and be like, oh shit, like what I do in each season helps me actually in the next season. So for folks with a lot of allergies, I've always had a lot of allergies. And this year, since I like put this information together, I was using um, a reishi tincture all through like February and March. And I was like trying to step outside more, trying to like give my body those like, um, like test rounds to prepare. And so now that we're in spring, I was like, oh shit, from COVID, my allergies are gonna be so bad. I've had not an allergy symptom. And I was like, so shocked, like so amazed. And it's just a testament to like how effective these little types of adjustments can really, really be. Um, even myself, I'm like, I teach this, I do believe it. But then when it actually works, I'm always like, oh my God, it's amazing. <laughs> like who would have thought that this would work so well? Um, and each season has little things like that. So even like summer into fall into winter, you are gradually like preparing your digestive system to stay bright and strong through the winter, through these tiny little adjustments, through the activities that you're doing, through the types of exercise that you do. And that um, preparing your digestion then affects your mood in the winter. And it's just like so amazing how preventative and proactive wellness is seasonal living, is cyclical living. And I'm just curious, because I put this together for the outer seasons, but then I was thinking like, oh, like with the inner seasons, I wonder, because I think I'm still in that place where I'm like in the moment with it. So I'm curious to hear from you, like, how do you see them working into the next season, like preparing you for the next season? Oh, so your inner seasons are so beautifully integrated with your outer seasons that they work the same way. So I, as the whole time you were talking, I was like, oh, yeah, like I yes, this is like, this is what you do for the inner seasons. And I'm excited to tell you guys about it. So your inner seasons for anyone who's listening, who's like, what in the world is an inner season? What is your inner summer? What is your inner fall? What even are these terms? So if you're an individual with a womb on a hormonal with a hormonal menstrual cycle at the moment, your inner seasons follow your hormonal menstrual cycle, follow the shifts that happen in your hormones throughout the month that affect your energy, your emotions, 
It affects when you bleed. It affects all these beautiful things, and they're called your inner seasons. And you have four of them, and you you blossom and bloom just like the outer seasons of the earth does. If you're an individual without a womb or who no longer has a womb or who's on hormonal birth control, you're still having these inner seasons, just they're revolving around the moon phases. So they're following the moon phases. So you're still experiencing these four inner seasons every month that you get to work with and that influence you and that when you work with them, it just feels magical and really, um, it leads you into a very intimate relationship with yourself, which is invaluable when you're not getting anything in your life. So when we're looking at kind of preparing yourself in each inner season, there's so many beautiful little things, like you said, Haley, that these like little powerful things you can do that help set you up for the next season. So an example of this would be when you're in your inner summer, um, and this has changed each person's cycle is so unique. So if you're listening to this and you already know your inner seasons and you're like, this doesn't relate to me, drop, drop what I'm putting into the inner seasons that it does relate to you. So everyone influence, everyone has a different experience in their body in each inner season. Some people feel great in their inner summer and some people feel amazing in their inner winter. Some people have a more challenging inner spring. Someone has a more challenging inner fall. So I'm going to go by kind of like a, a traditional perspective of looking at your cycle but you get to kind of drag and drop where this applies to you as you're on your journey. So a, a traditional approach would be when you're in your inner summer and you kind of have this heightened energy, this is close to ovulation, this is the full moon. When your energy is up, when you're feeling a little bit more emotionally stable, you have a lot of happy hormones coursing through you and supporting you at this time. Now's a great time to actually do your inner child healing and to do inner work and to start creating habits, uh, emotional habits and thought pattern habits and start healing root program beliefs that you might have had for decades, years, that now you can look back and look into your shadow work and actually heal and, and re-choose the beliefs you want to have. This is a good season to actually get that started because then when you go into your inner fall and all that triggered and gets very clear and your inner critics coming out and your inner fall is a great time for literally all of your inner work to get triggered and for you to really see it you're prepared with the steps you're prepared you already did the work to heal it so that when you get to that trigger you can consciously choose how you want to move forward emotionally so this could look like um say you have a trigger around um like your self-worth being like tied to your productivity you can start working on that belief in your inner summer reshaping that belief healing where that belief was projected onto you in your light so that you can choose it so when it gets triggered in your inner fall and you're not as productive and you need to take a nap at some point and it starts getting triggered that okay i'm not worthy because i'm not getting my 200 thing to-do list done you can be like, actually, I healed. I, I started that healing process when I was feeling good. Here are the habits I put in place to help me move through that in a healthy and empowered way. Instead of getting stuck in that emotional suffering, you get to move through it. You get to experience it. You just don't get, get stuck in it. And that's the beauty of it. Um, and that helps you heal that pattern and continually heal that pattern instead of, um, instead of it turning into a panic attack or an anxiety attack. You can move through it in a more empowered way. Um, another example of kind of prepping ahead of time in your seasons would be in the seasons that you're more tired and that maybe you get off work and you just don't want to cook. Like that's just not in your mind. The season before you can prepare meals in advance, prepare meals that are already ready, that are, you can just pull out of the freezer, pull out of the fridge, 
things that are easier. Plan a takeout menu if you like takeout. You get to kind of plan that ahead of time so that when you get to that point, for me, this was my case, I'd get home from, I used to work at the Smithsonian, so I'd get home after a long metro ride, I'd be exhausted, and then I didn't have anything prepared, and I'd have a panic attack because I, was like, I can't deal with life right now. Like, I need to go sit down, I can't deal with cooking, but I need to eat, and it's... And it would cause this giant panic attack. And then when I started doing cyclical living in my inner summer, I planned out all those meals. It was just easy. My partner knew that I was in my inner fall. He cooked when he needed to. Like, it ended up being a really beautiful process. And now I don't need to have panic attacks. It's great. It's like a win-win situation. Um, and then, like, oh, my third, gosh. This is so amazing. <laughs> um, all of this is, like, speaking to me. I'm like, oh, shit. <laughs> It's so empowering once you kind of step into understanding your body and what you're going to need. And, and the third thing that I would say um, is when you're in your inner winter and when you're bleeding or when you're in the new moon, it's a great time to turn inwards and reflect on what you want the rest of your cycle to look like. like that's a great time to kind of look at the next month ahead of you and be like, okay, what habits do I want to be putting in place? What um, emotional healing do I want to work on? What projects am I working on and how can I kind of organize that a little bit more in my head? How can I allow myself to receive like inspiration and, and creative downloads? How can I hold space for that so that when I'm in my spring and summer, I'm putting the plan in place. Like I'm really planning it out. I'm kind of going to my strengths instead of trying to do that everything in one season and then getting super overwhelmed and, and probably most likely just dropping it and not doing it at all. So it gets to be really beautiful when you start working with how how your inner season's rhythms work. You can kind of work to your strengths in each inner season and avoid burnout and avoid overwhelm. It's like, it's honestly like magic. And every time I talk so about good. it, I'm like, oh, <laughs> it makes it's me so, so happy. Good. And I love, I love talking with you about it because it's, we talked about this a little before in preparation for this, but it's like the the macro and the micro. So in the macro, that's kind of like what I work with, with the outer seasons, like the literal seasons that we're experiencing, like today's super windy. And so you might feel a little bit more chaotic. And so grounding for that with food, with practice, with herbs, with color. And then there's the macro that like within each month you experience these. And it's a lot more of like the personal inner spiritual, you know, self growth work. Um, and they complement each other so well and they like reflect each other so well. Um, when you start working with one, you like easily find yourself in the other, you know, so quickly. Um, but it's just, it's really cool to see how they, how they work for your body and then for like your inner body. And I know in yoga, you have like the koshas. And so it's like hitting on all of the layers of the koshas. <laughs> and um, on that, on that note, too, it's really interesting because there's so many different approaches you can take to cyclical living. Like, there's a more traditional approach that looks just at your hormonal cycle. But then um, that doesn't resonate for everybody because everyone has a unique cycle. And what's really interesting is, um, and this is how I teach cyclical living, is we look at how do you actually feel in Earth seasons. And that usually is a direct mirror to how you're going to feel in your inner season. So if someone has a rough time in, in their fall, like in Earth's fall season, if that kind of causes them depression or if that's a difficult like earth season for them, they're probably going to have similar emotional responses and physical responses in their own inner fall. And then that applies to all seasons. So it's really amazing with that macro and micro scale, like you said, how, how integrated they are. And that's a really beautiful way that 
Like that's kind of like the surefire way of if anything that you hear around cyclical living doesn't resonate, it's kind of look at what does resonate for you. Look at how you feel in earth seasons. How does that mirror back how you feel in your inner seasons? Um, I am a good example of this because I love summer. Like I love heat and summer. Um, and for the longest period of time, I felt the most comfortable in my own inner summer until I started doing my inner work around my inner fall and rest and productivity and healing all of that. And now, now I love my inner fall and winter, but what came naturally for me was what came naturally for me with earth seasons too. So I, I love that you mentioned that and pointed that out. It's such a beautiful, like integrative approach. Yeah. And it has so much to do with the elements. So for those of you who know me, I studied Ayurveda um, and Ayurveda is still like the root of what I'm teaching. I'm just kind of shifting the lens to look more at like, I love that you say earth seasons because I'm like, mm, what are Mars seasons and Pluto seasons? But <laughs> but yeah, like earth seasons. <laughs> um, but it's so integrated. And I did Lilia's program and even in her program where we're looking at inner seasons, we're looking also at the elements and how to bring the literal elements like water, fire, earth, wind, air, space, you know, all of these things into our life. How do we respond to them? How do we react to them? Um, and it's so interesting because I know like our inner cycles, we have like, I think opposite responses where like in my inner summer, I can be super intense and I just need to like take a fucking break. And in my inner winter, I'm like very productive and I can like get a lot done because I can focus and I feel grounded but also in ayurveda we're like opposite doshas because you're vata dominant which is air and space dominant and i'm pitta and kapha dominant which is like fire and earth dominant and so there's just as you peel open the layers there's so much information about what's going to clue you into it there's so many places that you can start whether it's the elements the earth seasons the inner seasons the inner work seasons the moon cycles like all of these reflect each other. Um, and I think that's so beautiful. Once you start to learn about it, once you go a little deeper into it, it's just like peeling open the onion of like learning about yourself. And I think at the end of the day, whether you're doing therapy or diet work or herbal work or magic or, you know, whatever it is, you're learning about yourself. You're trying to understand why am I here how can I be most effective? Who am I? What do I love? What do I hate? Like, and all of these approaches like give you more insights into that information and you can take it however you want, you know? As, oh yes. 100%. And I think that it's, it's so important to, to note that like at the core of all of this. And so like with cyclical living, we cycle track, right? Like you, you sit down every day, you look at how you felt emotionally, you look, you look at how you felt physically. And that can be daunting for people to get started with. Like they don't want to sit down and track that and, and that's okay. That's where they are on their journey right now. But um, I think it's so important to always reiterate that the core of what we're doing is to help you create a relationship with yourself, right? These are all tools, like everything that you're experiencing. These are all just tools to help you create that intimate relationship with yourself. And then the magic is finding what tool resonates with you, what system exactly. what tool helps you tap into that in an empowered way. And that's going to be different for everybody. And I love how you mentioned how your inner seasons kind of are like opposite to mine. I have so many clients who that is their case where they're in their inner winter is their favorite inner season. Like when they're bleeding, they're the most productive. And, 
And it's so amazing hearing that because I, sometimes I have people come to me and ask me like, what should I, I'm in this inner season, what do I do? And it's so hard to answer that question because I'm like, it is going to be so unique for you. And the way you, here are the steps to how you find it but I'm not going to be able to tell you that this is how you're going to feel. And that ends up being such a beautiful like process of self-responsibility too, where it's, Oh, this is my journey. Like I am here to guide you on it and help you have the tools to understand it. But this gets to be your journey of understanding yourself. And that just makes it so much more empowering. Cause it's like, Whoa, this is, this is my journey. Like This is my path. Yeah. And, and I think that that's really beautiful when you're talking about like, um, the outer seasons too is um is that journey of relationship with yourself that you cultivate with with the earth with yourself um and how beautifully integrated all of that is yeah and I mean that's a huge reason why I shifted how I work with folks because I um as an Ayurveda and seasonal wellness guide um I started working with folks one-on-one a lot and in the one-on-one um, I'm coming up with like a map for them and we're discovering together, but there's a lot more like specificity to it. But what I realized I loved more is doing kind of group work through the earth seasons um, because I can give you so much more information and content. And then it's up to you to kind of be self-activated and self-started and understand how's it going to settle for you? How's it going to work for you? And like, what are the things you want to choose when, how, what does it feel like for you when you're in good balance? What does it feel like for you when you're out of balance? And then what tools are best to help with each with preventative and for, I call it more like allopathic care. We're like, okay, let me choose this color for this moment. Let me choose this food for this moment because I'm out of balance and this will help me get back into balance. Um, so yeah, if you're interested in that, I have my program coming up. It starts June 17th for the summer into autumn. And this is really good for um, especially like Vata, Pitta people who feel a little overwhelmed in the summer. And you're like, oh my gosh, like why summer is so beautiful and I should be doing all these things. Why do I feel burnt out? Why do I feel irritated? Why do I feel tired? This is a program for you. <laughs> You don't have to feel that way. And I love that. Yeah, Ashley heals as she heals. I love that name anyway. <laughs> the hardest part is to self-activate. Yeah, and so having that group support helps you figure out, like, how to activate. Uh, yeah, for Pitta, summer is, like, it's tough. You, like, love it and hate it all at the same time. <laughs> yeah. I love that. I love that so much. And I think that that self-activation, too, like you were just saying, Ashley, when it's when you have the tools like you're saying Haley to understand how to actually like navigate move through and support yourself it kind of changes the game than just having like a one set plan because you actually you're going to be changing like you are a changing yeah. like being and when you understand how to tap into that change that that gets to be the beautiful activation part and it gets to come naturally like it gets to i think that there's sometimes when we look at healing we think uh, we we have the perspective that it's going to be really hard or that we need to kind of force something or, but really all you need to do is show up. You just need to yeah. show up for yourself every day. And, and the healing is a process of remembering, of remembering your truth and remembering how to support yourself. And that process of showing up, that's, that's the power right there. Like if you are showing up, you are doing the work, you are activating like that right there. 
That is all you need to worry about, and the rest flows with it. And I think that that's one of the amazing things when we start working with our cycle is we learn how to flow. And I love that you mentioned that, Ashley. We learn how to flow instead of, like, <laughs> I'm, like, thinking, like, instead of having, like, these heavy boots that we're just, like, trying to step <laughs> one step ahead of the other. But we learn to just, like, fly through it and um, let that showing up lead the way for us. And that's so beautiful. Um, Haley's work is amazing. Like, Haley's work is amazing. If you want to learn more about Ayurveda, I just wanted to, like, reiterate what you just said, Haley, that, like, go do your her program. <laughs> it is so cool. And if you want to learn more about Inner Seasons, I also have a three-week workshop starting on Sunday. So in two days, that's going to be three weeks that you are welcome to come join and that I invite you to come join as well if you want to learn more about your Inner Seasons and emotional healing as well. Yeah, and Lilia's work is so great. I did her program last summer while I was teaching my program. Um, yeah. Oh my gosh, there's so much here. I'm like, no, I was reading too. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I love this program you're doing with um, relationship because it's like a really good baby step into how to listen to yourself. And listening to yourself is like the very first step. And so gathering all of these tools having that set time to be like, okay, I'm going to show up today for, you know, two, three hours and just work on my relationship to myself first is so beautiful. And then from there you can go into anything. Like we said, there's so many ways to enter this work and it's about finding like what really works well for you. And then looking at, Oh, it reflects to this and Oh, that tells me this and Oh, that gives me information into this. And it just like keeps happening. You like step into that current and you're like, Whoa, Oh my God, the sites are amazing here. You know, it's so, it's so good. So I yeah. Love that analogy. Yes. yeah. Seasonal living cyclical living. Does anyone here have any questions about seasonal or cyclical living? Maybe you came in a little later. We can like, step back and reiterate or go on a new direction. Um, yeah, we talked about moon cycles. We talked about, um, yeah, the earth seasons. I love that. I'm going to use that now, earth seasons. I love it. <laughs> earth seasons love and inner seasons. That's always, it's like, I talk about seasons so much that in my own head, I have to separate it somehow. Ashley, is this thinking sisters? Is this a question? I think she, uh, they said they were on their cycle. And so curious mm. if someone else is in their cycle. I love that. I love that people with uteruses can do that, can like sync up cycles when you spend time together. It's like the most magic. Ooh, there's a question things. How shall I overcome the block of getting started? Ooh, yeah. It's a good one. Do you want to go first, Haley? Yeah, yeah, I was gonna mention this a little bit. No, just word porn. <laughs> I love it. Yeah. <laughs> I love you so much, Ashley. I love um, that. Yeah, getting started is one of the hardest things because you can be so excited and look, you're here, you're listening to it, you're bringing it into your consciousness. And that's honestly like the first step is just like getting curious about it and like, listening, 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 and not shaming yourself for not doing anything yet, because you are doing something you're learning first, right. And then from there, I, you know, I put together a whole map for people, we start the program, and we go through like, what is your dosha? What are doshas? What's the elements? How do you see them? And then I'm like, okay, pick the lowest hanging fruit. What is going to be the easiest 
step that feels pleasurable that you can add in. Pick just one thing. You know, we might go through like the ideal routine for each season and it's like, okay, just pick one in that routine. And for my pizza people, I know Ashley said your pizza, they're like, oh, I can do like five of them. I can do all of them. And I'm like, no, just pick one. <laughs> because then you bring that in, you start to work with it, and then it becomes a part of your natural routine. And you're not even like thinking about it, like you're adding something on anymore. And then from there, then you pick the second thing. And then you add the second thing in for a few weeks until it becomes super natural, super normal. You're not even thinking about it anymore. And then you pick one more thing. And then you just keep working that way with the lowest hanging fruit until all of a sudden you're like, oh, shit, I'm like living seasonally. I'm like going to the farmer's market. I never thought I would have made time to go to the farmer's market. But here I am because I'm just like taking little tiny baby steps, taking my time, letting it feel natural. Um, it's one of my favorite things I say to like new people who are like thinking about working with me. I'm like, I'm not going to overhaul your entire diet and routine because if I did that, you would work with that for like a month, maybe up to three. And then you would let go of it because it wouldn't feel normal. It would feel like you're striving for something and that eventually you get tired. You know, <laughs> like if you're running a marathon for three months, you're going to be like, oh shit, I need a break. Like I want an Oreo. <laughs> it's like, Oreos all the way through like <laughs> so yeah just getting started and also just like signing up for a program I know that sounds like okay yeah but like I never did any programs I was teaching this stuff but I had never allowed myself to take one until I actually signed up for Lilia's I was like fuck it I love Lilia she's a shining light I'm just gonna do it like, and I had to like, let go of the money scarcity fears that, oh, what is this going to be like? Am I going to like the community? Like all of those insecurities. I was like, all right, I'm just going to do it. <laughs> and it, it took me from like zero to a hundred in her like four week program, the empowered you program, um, into like how to understand my cycle. I'm just rambling now, but like I went to Catholic school and I never learned about my cycle and I'm like 27 and I like never learned about my cycle or my inner seasons until Lilia like laid it out. And I was like, Oh my God, <laughs> this is amazing. So just, just jumping into it, you know? So anyway, long answer, but yeah. I love that so much, just jumping into it and, and getting exposed to it. I also, I started my own cyclic living journey on my own. And like about three months in, I decided to take a program and it changed everything. I was like, wow, like just immersing yourself in the information can be really powerful. And I'd say um, for for mine, I'd say your a good first step to take is to pause throughout your day and listen to yourself and see what you hear and to just give yourself these little one minute five minute pauses throughout your day and be like okay what is my body actually telling me am i actually hungry but i'm just doing 500 things so i don't notice like what is my body actually telling me what is my mind telling me like pausing in the middle of like an intense thought spiral which is one of the it's very difficult to do but it's very empowering just to practice it like when you're going through an intense thought spiral, just pausing and being like, okay, like what actually is my mind doing here? And can I, can I realize that I'm not my mind and just watch it for a second and watch that, that dynamic and see what's happening. Um, and if that already feels daunting, if that's like, I, I don't even know where to start, which is listening to myself. I always encourage people to start by 
bringing in a journaling practice once a day where they just write down and reflect on how they felt emotionally, physically, and what they were craving. Um, and that's why I said cycle tracking. Um, and that can be a really powerful way to get started with listening to your body and forming a relationship with it is just sitting down and reflecting and being like, oh, you know, I didn't notice, but, but I felt really anxious today. I was just doing too many things to notice. But now when I'm sitting down and reflecting on this, let me, let me write that down. Let me see how that plans out in the next month. Maybe I feel the same way in the next month on the same day of my cycle. And that's a really great place to start too. So like Haley said, immersing yourself, jumping into a program, taking it one baby step at a time and just giving yourself space to pause and listen and like actually start fostering that relationship with yourself. One that's like, one that's based on, on re respect, relationship and compassion for yourself instead of trying to control it which I think is, this was where I was, where I tried to control everything. And once you let go of that control and you're like, actually let me listen, things start shifting in big ways. And it's just that pause. It's just taking that one minute to pause and check in can like make massive waves everywhere else in your life. So I love yeah. both of those. That's what you said, Haley. Yeah. And my first like little pause check-in was like dance breaks. Because if I sat down to journal or write, my mind would just like go and I'd be like is this even real am I just putting something down I've heard is this coming from me and so I had to start with like my body and I would just like move move my body what are the sensations I'm experiencing how do I want to move you know and that was my way of checking in is through like a body practice um, and everybody's different for some people doing like standing up and moving they're like what <laughs> what does my body want and then like writing is a much better practice so just noticing for you what is that pause what do you want it to look like um and I see from Desiree how is it that my least favorite earth seasons are my favorite moon cycle seasons that gives you so much amazing information Desiree so what I would look into is like what am I doing in my moon season how am i responding to myself am i giving myself more time to rest am i exercising more am i eating certain things like what is it that i'm doing in my in my moon season maybe what are little ways that i can bring that into how i respond to the earth season or vice versa like if you if you love your inner winter but you hate like earth winter notice in your inner winter you might let yourself rest more or you might be more productive and you put more on your to-do list and so in the earth season maybe you need to allow yourself to rest a little more or maybe you need to like purposefully add in to-do list things activities like stuff to keep you stimulated for me it's it's the latter like I have to push myself to like do some cardio, jump rope, dance vigorously, like all these different little things. And then I feel really good in winter. But if I don't do those, then I feel like sluggish and depressive. And like, so it's just, I would look at what am I doing in one that maybe I'm not doing in the other? Or what am I not doing in one that maybe I am doing in the other that's like making me spiral, <laughs> you know? Just notice how they respond to each other. Oh, you guys are so amazing in here. I wish that it would take up the whole screen with this, uh, with the chat. I was just scrolling too. Um, I think that one of the really cool things too uh, about that question, Desiree, is that it's like a balancing game, right? It's learning. 
it's learning how not to set a rule for yourself, but learning how to play balance. Like Haley said, how can you bring a little bit more balance into the earth season the way you do in your inner season? Um, and exploring that and exploring, letting that shift, letting your perception on it shift, letting your practices shift into more alignment for yourself and, and thinking of it like a scale, like how can I balance out if I'm feeling this way, what do I need to balance it this way? Which is, which is what we were talking about earlier with, uh, um, Ayurveda, which I love. Um, and I'm totally going to ramble now, so I'm going to pause. I love sacred movement. Yeah. I love that. And yeah, Lauren's back on with the dance breaks. Yes. I dance between all of my little like to-do list stuff. It's really, really fun. Pausing when behind on commitments, put my hearts into a frenzy. Yeah. Any thoughts on easing into, oh, dance breaks. Yes. Lauren is a dancer. So, oh, boogie shoes. Hey, Gerard. <laughs> I, it was so healing. So I used to be a dancer too. And I went cold turkey on myself when I quit dancing um, because it was no longer my career. And I like, that was a lot of inner work I had to do around that. Um, and it was so healing coming back to just intuitive movement and dancing in my body and stepping out of like the strict ballet world and stepping into like just how can I enjoy my body and how can I understand what it wants and how can I listen to it and that's that right there is such a powerful practice of creating a relationship with yourself of how can you listen to what your body wants how can you move in ways that that maybe before your mind was saying that you couldn't move in or was holding you back from and just let your body flow and that's such a powerful integration and connection point of stepping deeper into your body and that that connects directly to inner seasons, outer seasons. It's, it's one and the same. It's that relationship. And that's so powerful. I love that. Yeah. I love all the dancers that are on here. So for Lauren, for Gerard, yeah, Lilia was like classical ballet point. That's what I also started in, but moving into other forms, which was what was so healing for me and like realizing that I'm going to go into like dance lingo. So just bear with me realizing that if my, my center of body was so high up and bound, like in ballet, it was creating anxiety in my life. It was creating like really rigid structure. It was creating like a pitta, which is like that fire mindset where I'm like hyper judgmental and critical and shifting into forms that their center of gravity is much lower. It's like in your feet, it's in your pelvis, you know, allowed me to realize how disconnected I was from the earth, how disconnected I was from myself. Um, and so moving into more earthbound forms, even like tap, I love tap. Um, but letting so that body center and rhythm be in my feet, be in my, my legs, you know, it just shifted how I was responding to myself, to others, to my triggers, to my inner work. Like, like I said, that onion peel, you can start anywhere <laughs> and it'll take you somewhere. Um, but yeah, dance breaks in the chair. I do that with my high schoolers. I teach mindfulness and we do like a movement break. And I'm like, if you can't stand up in the space that you're in right now, if you don't feel like standing up, let's just move this way. <laughs> like, Just move the torso, move the head, you know, like little low hanging fruit. The lowest hanging fruit is the best way to start. Best way to take those little steps into it. Um, yeah. I love the twerking, Ashley. I love that you're a twerker. I wish I could twerk. I'm learning. It's slowly coming. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I, um, 
on that topic of, of having your center of gravity kind of higher up than having your center of gravity more focused on your feet and your pelvis, that's also a really beautiful way to look at your spiritual journey too. So if you're on your own spiritual journey, we can get caught in our, our upper chakras and we can get caught on like spiritual enlightenment and like kind of working in our, our third eye chakra, working in our throat chakra, working in our um, crown chakra. And, and if this lingo doesn't make sense right now, that's okay. That means maybe this just is, isn't where you are in your journey and maybe not part of it. And that's, that's totally fine. But if this does resonate, um, if you're on your spiritual journey and you're focusing on a lot of the spiritual things, it can be really easy for us to get caught up here in, in this airiness um, and start disassociating from our life, our responsibilities, from our day-to-day -day where we really can have a lot of enjoyment. So that bringing that awareness back down and really getting secure in your root, getting secure in your needs being met every day, getting secure in your sacral chakra and your feelings and being able to express them. That is a very powerful part of your spiritual journey is, is actually ascending back down <laughs> into your root and learning how to enjoy your present moment, learn how to be fully here in your life and then see, see the magic of your spiritual journey. See, see all this amazing enlightenment area up here transcend into your day-to-day -day life transcend through those little things that you're doing transcend through like enjoying your food and fully being present with it that gets to be a spiritual journey too and um that's that's something that sometimes when we're we get kind of caught up on this wave that kind of takes us up in our spiritual journey and bringing it back down is really where we're going to find a lot of power so i love that analogy with dance too yeah and even um just to take that into like the earth seasons um, I think we're all probably a bit in this world if you're on this live. <laughs> um, but we know like around Halloween and the autumn time is when that veil is really thin. That's also a Vata time, which is air and space. So it's air and space dominant. Also connected to the premenstrual phase where that shadow work comes up. That veil is thin for yourself. So all of them align with each other. And that is also that like upper chakra, like, maybe way too like mental cognition, you're in anxiety, you're in thought spirals. And so the best thing for all of those, premenstrual, autumn, upper chakra work is to root down. And so just having something like sweet potatoes in your diet, stomping on the earth, laying down, taking a break, deep breathing, all of these things that are gonna like bring you down into your roots are gonna help with all of those different places where that air element shows up. And that is cyclical living. That's like identifying that balance, that like edge. How does it show up in my moon cycle, in my hormonal cycle, in my earth seasons, in my day to day? And how do I balance for that? Going back to the elements, back to the earth, you know, like, um, yeah, it's really amazing how they all start to like, come together into like a neat little nugget. And you're like, Oh, if I understand it here, I can understand it there. Um, that's what's so cool about it for me is it like connects into everything. Yes. Oh, that, that right there. I think that like when we were talking about how kind of going to where, what resonates for you, like stepping onto the journey and the path and, and trying the thing that resonates with you. It's so powerful because it, it really does it all connects. When you learn one, it, it works in the, to the other. It starts opening up new lenses and perceptions on your life and how you can find balance within, how can you, you can support yourself in it. And it ends up taking away the confusion factor. I remember before yeah. I started cyclical living, before I understood the outer seasons, I spent so much time 
being confused by myself. Like I'm looking back on it. I'm like, it was ridiculous how many, how much time. I mean, it wasn't ridiculous. It was part of my journey. It was beautiful. It, it had to happen. But I was just going to say, it was where you were. <laughs> I know, it, was, it was exactly where I needed to be. It, it, it was perfect. But I spent so much time <laughs> so thoroughly confused by my emotions and my body. And, and now I'm like, wow, that completely changed. Like now at any given time, I know how to support myself through it. Like I know what is happening. I know how to move through it. And it just, it takes that frustration out of the equation and allows you to just enjoy and even enjoy the hard parts is what's beautiful. And, and which is why everything is perfect. Still for working on that. It's, it's so perfect. <laughs> and, and it gets to a point that like with practice with self-discipline with just like any skill you get to start integrating that that enjoyment into the tough moments and, and feeling proud of yourself and and showing yourself compassion through it and moving through it and celebrating yourself for going through it and it really changes the way you experience your life from the inside out which is so powerful yeah and i think back to kind of ashley's question like how do i just get started um sometimes like knowing that if I get started, it will all start to make sense. That was really helpful for me, like knowing that I'm going to go through this confusion period. I'm going to go through this like, ah, why isn't it working period? But knowing that like there is another side to it was really, really helpful because um, I wanted to understand my cycle so bad. I wanted to be more connected to my womb space. And I was like, all right, this cycle tracking shit is confusing the hell out of me now. But Lilia said in three months, <laughs> it'll start to make more sense. Like, I'll just keep doing it. And then that moment where it does make sense is so wonderful. And I see that in my clients now, my, my winter to uh, spring, we just had like our last content session and we have one final reflection session. And just seeing people be like, oh, my God, like, I get it. I get how to help myself when I need it. I understand what I need to do in winter. I understand what I need to do in spring. I understand how they relate to each other. It's just like you can't go back. It's like once you get it, you're like, okay, cool. Like next winter is going to be way better, you know, and then the winter after that's going to be even better. The next winter after that's going to be even better. And then like it just gets better and better. And even when it changes, even when it shifts, when you go into a new time of life, a new cycle of life, you have the tools, you have the know-how on to like how to drop in and listen to yourself and allow for those changes to happen naturally, supported, you know, it's like you're no longer out in this silo. I think that's a big part of why I love seasonal living too, is because it's we live in a society that's so hyper independent where it's like, you need to know everything for you. You need to do everything for you. If you want it to happen, it's on you to get you to yourself there. And actually we have so much support with the seasons and with the moon and with our own body. Like, yes, it's on us, but also like, I don't know. I was just so amazed this like winter into spring as I was learning more about herbalism. I was like every plant, helps with one of our organ systems like every like the fact that dandelions come up in the spring when we're detoxing and it's a detoxing plant like everything is here to support our experience and it's just like learning about it and like oh shit that's so crazy <laughs> like it is so crazy and so amazing and and yeah I love how you said where when you first start it might not make sense and it's so um 
it's so important when you step onto whatever journey you are of seasonal living, cyclical living, is to realize that you're in this for the long game. Like this is, you're in this for like a lifetime journey of learning and it's not going to happen right away. And, and I can say it's a personal <laughs> I think that's experience. on my website. It's a lifelong <laughs> journey of learning. <laughs> yes, it's a, you're in this for, you're in your body for a lifetime. And that's how long it's going to take to, to fully, to have that full experience in it. And um, I, whenever I'm working with clients too, is like cycle tracking may feel daunting at first. It may not make sense at first, but it's not the end game. That is only the beginning. And you get to a point where you don't need that anymore. That's not, that's not the foundation we're building. That's just a tool to help you build that foundation of relationship. And then you get to the point where as your cycle changes, my cycle has changed so many times over the past two years. Um, and I don't cycle track anymore. I, I, well, I cycle track what day I'm on, but I don't need to do the full journaling practice because now I just know how to support myself in each moment. Even as it's changing, it no longer throws me for a loop because when something different happens, I'm like, okay, let me pull in this tool. It's going to help me balance it. And it becomes this, this lifelong journey of finding balance, of listening to your body, of, of creating a, a stronger relationship with yourself. And, and all the tools are just kind of, they're, they're steps to help you on that journey but they're not the end game and it's not all going to make sense at first <laughs> just like yeah. if you're going on a date with somebody you're not going to know their whole life story on that first date but the more you get to know them the more you fall in love with them like the the or when you have a new friend the more you get to know them the more intimate you get with them you get to share your stories with them you get you know what they're going to need if they're upset it gets to be this this lifetime relationship which it's it's the long game which <laughs> is very empowering when you're on it but it can be frustrating yeah, yeah totally yeah. totally so many beautiful people on here i see melissa the spiritual misfit hopped on ayana yes if y'all are looking for some beautiful people to connect with this saturday i'm gonna do actually an embodiment dance practice in melissa's divine feminine circle and so if you're on here melissa you can like drop that info um it'll be in philly at the wissahickon but i'm excited to like kind of kick off with that she just invited me in as we were like talking about beautiful dance practices and how to like listen to your body and <laughs> so i'm really pumped to i think that'll be my my first time teaching it to a group in person I did it during the detox I did with Lilia and I did it um, like one-on-one -on -one with clients, but I'm really pumped to have like a whole group in person <laughs> go through that. Um, yeah. Yeah. Dance is such a beautiful way in as well. I wish I was in Philly and could come to that. That sounds amazing. Um, yeah. And Ashley, I love this comment of like, we can't escape our body. So we might as well get to know it and embrace it. And that's really that total side note. And we're not, we won't go into this, but that's the basis of um, authentic Tantra yoga is that we don't get to escape this life. We get to fully understand and have a relationship with ourselves in it. And total side oh note, unrelated to our conversation. We will have I love a live on embodiment practices. Yes. And it sounds like perfectly aligned for that one so yeah we'll be here Lily and I are just gonna be chatting Friday mornings at 10 for the next three Friday mornings so if you love this conversation if you want to be more part of it send us questions you have drop in 
Uh, we'd love to talk more with you about this, but we're just starting out with what is seasonal and cyclical living. So hopefully this gave you a little bit more insight into how to start, what it is, how it's so natural and supportive for you. Um, and I'm going to come up with a little like infographic post that will help put together. I think what I'm going to do is show how they cross over. Show, you know, the inner season, earth season, and even like chakra and elements and just kind of give you all a chart so you can look at it and just be like, whoa, it's all the same. (laughs) I love that so much. That's going to be so powerful. Um, I'll share that too. So if anyone wasn't able to come, they'll see that on my stories as well. That's going to be so powerful. Um, And yeah, and if you guys are feeling ready to like jump into cyclical living, go head over to my website and check out the workshop that's beginning on Sunday. If you're like, oh, I'm pumped. I'm ready. I just got to do it. I got to take that step. Go check that out, the relationship workshop on my website too. And Haley's amazing program. Haley, I'm so excited for the program that's coming up. Yeah. I'm going to do... um, it's called Seasonal Strom. Strom, I'm Norwegian, and I'm, like, trying to step more into my ancestry and look at how they relate to seasons. Um, Strom just means flow, so seasonal flow. And it's Freya. So Freya is the goddess of summer, femininity, abundance. And she embodies so much of what we experience through summer and autumn, the bloom time and then the harvest time. And so we'll just use her as kind of a a way into understanding Ayurveda, understanding our own seasons, our um, how we relate to the outer seasons and how to move through that transition. Yeah, summer into autumn tends to be the kind of the harshest transition. Um, yeah, so that's the title of the program is Freya. Um, she's beautiful Norse goddess, but also akin to Isis in Egyptian mythology and Aphrodite and like Greek mythology. So embodying that energy and like learning how to step into it, learning how to see all the aspects of it. And on that note, I think our next, I don't know my notebook here. I think That's our good. next one is on those archetypes, right? Yeah, I think so. I was just going to say that. I think that next week we're talking <laughs> about the archetypes and the inner season archetypes and outer season archetypes and all of those beautiful things. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Ocean too. Yeah. Yeah. Really good. So yeah, we're going to talk about those archetypes next week um and how they relate to seasonal and cyclical living but it's so lovely to be here with you all i know it's so exciting (laughs) oh thank you guys for being here this conversation was amazing and thank you guys all for sharing and for sharing in this live it's it's so powerful when we get to come together in community like this and thank you for yeah thank you for just being here (laughs) thank you just for being here and showing up whether it's on the recording or live with us here yeah all right we will see you next week Bye. Thank you for spending your time with us today. This podcast truly lights me up and I hope that it lit up your day with some inspiration too. If you are loving this episode, I invite you to head over to the show notes and sign up for my emailing list. Not only will you get a free cycle tracking guide, which is amazing and completely life-changing by the way, (laughs) but you will also get a new podcast episode delivered directly to your inbox every week. So you don't miss any of the magic. 
I want to hear from you too. So what topics would you like us to cover this season? And what are you super excited about? This podcast is really about you and inspiring and empowering you in your life. So I want to know what you want to hear. I would love for you to come visit me over on my Instagram at Lilia, L-I-L-I-A underscore Gustin, G-E-S-T-S-O-N. And on my website, liliagustin.com. Let's connect and get to know each other. I'm sending you so much love in your day and I will see you on our next episode.